Hello and welcome to Dinis Guarda Cities ABC Open Business Council uh, YouTube podcast series. We are here again to continue with our work of profiling and as well uh, interviewing some of the leader personalities in the world that are actually creating different solutions for the way we deal in society, how we especially manage technology, business, startups, and as well how we look at the trends and as well how the most exciting things that you're looking when it comes to our business life and our technological footprint. In this series that we've been actually uh, growing step by step, we've been interviewing, profiling global leaders, global personalities, but our focus is always to look at people that are actually coming with solutions for problems that are sustainable, that are looking at areas of looking at us as citizens and cities and nations, and as well, how we can actually create better open business and better open cities and solutions. So today we are um, here, and I'm quite excited um, with uh, Doyan Georgiev. Probably I didn't spell it right, but uh, I'm sure that uh, Doyan is going to help me uh, spelling better going forward. And that is uh, Forbes 30 under 30 and the co-founder of NitroPack, <clears throat> an all-in-one performance optimization platform that is powering over 50,000 websites per day and providing load times, uh, fast capacity and paid speed scores. So a lot of the um, page speed scores is a lot of uh, important things when it comes to technology and web because uh, there's over 1 billion websites in the world. So it's quite an achievement. 50,000 is, is a special number, but as well, this is one of the biggest things is how can websites perform and register. Doyan uh, studied finance at the University of National and World Economy in Bulgaria. And uh, after that, he became an entrepreneur and went to co-found Biomic, uh, which offers sustainable packing alternatives, um, packaging alternatives for business across the globe. Biomic was awarded the best European startup in the green category at the Startup Europe Awards in 2017. And uh, he's been and recently included in the Forbes 30 under 30. And there's been always interested in providing value. And especially one area that is very important for our YouTube podcast series, the intersection between business and technology. So um, I'm going to be, I'm quite excited about the achievements, but as well the way both the organizations that the Doyan created have been growing and fostering, especially in an economy like Bulgaria, that is uh, actually quite known for having some of the best hackers in the world um, and as well, uh, very digital. But of course, uh, it, it's quite impressive the, what he managed to build from uh, a country that is not the premium list of startup ecosystems to build what he did. So, Dion, welcome to our series. Looking forward to talk with you here. Denise, nice to see you as well. And thank you very much for having me. I must say, what an introduction. Thank you. Uh, and I would like to get things going by saying that whatever success um, one might achieve, it always comes together with a larger team. So whatever might be there that I'm, that I'm proud of, there's been uh, many fantastic people working alongside me. So from the get-go, it's a, it's a team play and it has been really one of the founding uh, principles of moving forward and achieving things. So yeah, thank you for having me and I'm super excited about our conversation. My pleasure, and I'm really excited as well because I like always to look at different cultures, different ways of doing business, and especially people that are doing fantastic things that uh, you're doing as well. So 
Um, to start, can you tell us a bit about your background, especially education, and as well, how did you start in entrepreneurial, quite young uh, in the entrepreneurial world, but as well, um, a bit of the culture in Bulgaria, because of course it's different to be educated uh, in the UK or in the US, which a lot of the audience are coming, and of course in Bulgaria, and as well from Bulgaria, creating something as international and global as what you've been achieving. I'd love to. So... Actually, my background uh, back in high school was uh, with technology, informatics, and mathematics. This is what I had in, in, in high school, and I really have always enjoyed that. After school, I decided to take a gap year and really explore interests. I had already started working with um, a somewhat of a startup back then, uh, a company when I was younger, and I initially went to University of Glasgow uh, to study business and management, but then I did a semester there and I was so sure that I want to be working in startups. I want to be working in uh, companies that are growing and that are in the market, that are, that are working with real people. And I actually initially dropped out of my bachelor's degree and came back to work full time with a company that was back then very small. We grew a lot. And as time went on, I saw how, for me personally, the best way to go about education is trying out things, for me preferably in the workspace, and then based on your hands-on experience, you know yourself better. And then it makes twice more sense to go and finish up your education properly. In my case, I decided to go for finance because I've uh, always been interested in finance economics and this obviously relates pretty well with startups. So um, long story short here would be, I've always liked to go and experiment first, go and try things out, see, see how they work for me in the real world, try out uh, working with people, um, manage people. And then once you have that bit of initial sort of traction and you have a better idea of what your personal preferences are, then it's even more fruitful to go for higher education. So I wanted to be able to do something that would combine with uh, working on a startup. And yeah, I managed to, to find a, a great place uh, here in Bulgaria, a fantastic university with um, a very strong curriculum in finance. And this has helped quite a lot. Um, I must say that the focal point and the most exciting thing has been the companies that I had the privilege to co-found. Um, I also had fantastic co-founders there and that has been by far the most formative experience for me because when you decide to try and build something from the ground up, you run into so many challenges and you have to think on your feet and you have to really find solutions to problems very quickly and with very limited resources and you have to be creative. You, you can't do it if you're not creative. So you have to really challenge the way you think. You have to challenge what artificial limitations you're putting on yourself and really grow as quickly as possible because that's, I think that's the only way that you have good chances of succeeding in building something from scratch. 
Completely. So one of the questions I want to ask is, I know that uh, um, Bulgaria is a very strong education in technology and mathematics, and that's probably why you have some of the best developers and actors in the world. But can you tell us a bit about that education um, and as well uh, how, it's go how it is to look at that education that applied to technology, especially digital and software development? I would start with a disclaimer that I haven't gone through, for example, engineering training myself here locally. So I am able to give my own um, view of how I yeah, see no, it's always here, personal. but yeah, I understand. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we have a very strong talent pool here. I think we have fantastic developers, very, very strong tech companies here in Sofia and, and uh, in Bulgaria as a whole. And, we see how our, our ecosystem is growing by the week. So um, we have had several initiatives in the last couple of years that focus on upskilling everywhere from uh, children to um, qualification programs that would be um, after university, for example. So we've seen quite a lot of interest in people growing in that direction. And I must say the, the amount of knowledge and the expertise, especially in terms of software engineering is great. And everything around it is growing really quickly as well. We have an office in a fantastic place called Campus X here in Sofia. And one of the best things about it, we are surrounded by other tech companies as well. I think it's not only tech companies, but predominantly tech oriented firms and the talent pool that is here around in this building is, is really impressive. I mean, um, I think it's a place where you can really strive as a software engineer or as, uh, if, if, if you like working on, on products, they're very strong product companies and more of them are coming out and, and really growing. So definitely an ecosystem that is gathering up momentum. Very interesting. And can you tell us then about, uh, so I'm particularly interested because you mentioned you studied in Glasgow and you left to create a startup. So how was that uh, culture of startup that you found in Scotland and in the UK compared with Bulgaria, where you're now and uh, some kind of, uh, because you're quite young still, you saw this culture and how, how you see this, especially the difference, because of course UK is especially one of the leading startup ecosystems in the world after Silicon Valley and a couple of others around the world. But of course, Bulgaria is right now becoming as well a very vibrant um, startup ecosystem. A bit of the nuances that you saw between the two ecosystems. Yes. So back then when I decided to drop out of university, I didn't co-found a startup. I was very, very young by then. I think I was around 20. And I joined the company. I was one of the first employees. So I got to sort of test drive the experience of being in, a, in, a, in an organization, in a company that grows very quickly. And the mindset was, um, hey, how do we provide as much value as possible to our customers? How do we grow all of that? And back then I must say it was one of, or, or the startup, ecosystem wasn't as established as it is today. Um, I haven't personally co-founded a, a company in, in the UK, so I wouldn't be able to give any direct experience from, from how that uh, looks like. I have friends who have done that. I've heard 
amazing things. But what I like about a place like Sofia in Bulgaria is that on the one hand, Bulgaria is a small market. On the other hand, I think it's a very good testing ground. Also, it's a very good place where you can rapidly experiment. You can find great talent. Um, the cost of trying things out is relatively low. So it's ideally suited for a startup that wants to, in the beginning, be very quick, integrate quickly. Um, we are at a great geopolitical place where you can reach London in a couple of hours. You can reach the Middle East in um, not long. And it's just a, a great place where things move quickly. So I think there's many advantages to starting in Bulgaria and especially as an early stage startup, I think it's a fantastic place to, to be at. Great weather, so it's great to be here. Um, a lot of people who have been in, in startups before, so great talent pool. Many more people are going to be joining that talent pool quickly because obviously um, tech-related professions are becoming more and more popular here locally as well. And yeah, the cost of trying things out is very reasonable. Um, you can find fantastic partners, like um, we've had the privilege to partner up with the venture firm 11, um, that packed Nitra pack in the very beginning and um, being able to work with people who are world-class and um, really well-connected helps a long way. It's really very interesting. And I think it's interesting to hear as well, because sometimes I think in these podcasts, uh, most of the podcasts internationally don't speak so much about the local uh, differences that you have and people and talent, like you mentioned. And I think for me, what makes a really global team is this pool of talent from different cultures, different backgrounds, but as well, how you put all of that together in the global scale. So tell us how you start your companies. Um, you had two companies quite successful. Now you focus on, on uh, NitroPack. So give us a bit of context of how you start your entrepreneurial career and about the two companies. I would love to. That's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So great. Um, I started Biomic together with a very, very talented professional. His name is Atanas Enef, uh, someone that I had known for a very long time. And what um, really... Um, got the ball rolling there was Atanas's enthusiasm about um, sustainability and this is also something that we after many discussions found out we shared and we wanted to solve a or tackle a problem that now is prominently um, addressed um, not as much uh, back then when we started that was late 2016 beginning of 2017 and we co-founded Biomic doing hard tech R&D here in Bulgaria. And we were working on a material that is based on different types of, in essence, lignocellulose. So different things that you can find, for example, in the field after the crops have been gathered or agricultural waste and combining it with mushroom mycelium, which acts as a binding agent and at the end, we were able to create something that looks like styrofoam, but it's completely biodegradable. So we were doing hard tech research and development here in Bulgaria with a, with a great team from one of the local universities. And we were in essence creating a 
replacement to styrofoam. With time, we saw that there is a great potential to help companies to utilize sustainable materials, not just ones made out of uh, the material that we were building on, but it became very interesting to think of, hey, how can businesses make use of materials that maybe they're not aware of, but are biodegradable, that are sustainable? There's many different characteristics there. How do you think about the whole life cycle? So that was really, really excited, uh, exciting. And um, having a, a fantastic co-founder helped a long way because we managed to, in a very short time, uh, do quite a lot. Uh, we had the privilege uh, to to be uh, nominated as start, Green Startup of the Year. Um, and yeah, it was really a fantastic time in my life. Um, other than that, as a hobby, uh, because me and uh, the co-founder in question, Atanas, both shared, uh, how do you call it? We both enjoyed great food, but... There is a problem with getting food, for example, for um, corporate events, and that is you couldn't find anywhere in Sofia a sustainable catering or sustainable food that you can easily uh, sort of reach out and, 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 and order. So we created a sustainable catering company as well uh, as a sort of hobby business coming out of a passion for great food and sustainability. So those things were working out really, really well. and. At one point, I got to know the uh, larger team behind NitroPack. And there's a part of me that has always been fascinated by technology. Um, back in high school, I used to really enjoy uh, toying around with computers. I also, um, at one point, thought that I was going to be a developer uh, professionally, but that didn't turn out to be the case. It turns out that I am much better suited for business types of roles and that really um, fascinates me a lot more. But technology has always been there. And at one point I saw this very, very interesting product that makes websites faster. That is also a very scalable solution to a problem that is very painful and global. And having all those characteristics in one company is very, very rare to come by. So NitroPack makes websites faster. It's a very powerful optimization platform that is designed to help people effortlessly optimize their website speed. Because optimizing for speed is a very technically demanding challenge. Not everyone has the technical capacity to, to take care of that, and nor should they. So I was amazed by what the team had built. They uh, were at a stage where the core product um, was more or less built. And it just so happened that it was a right entry point for me as someone with experience in startups and with a proclivity for a business to join the company. And I was very privileged to, to join a team of um, fantastic software engineers and entrepreneurs and become a co-founder. I sold my shares in, in the two other companies uh, because I, I figured out that if I really want to do something properly, I need to invest all my efforts and help out as much as I can. 
This, two years later, uh, leads me to a point where I am privileged to, to be a part of a fantastic company. We're growing um, almost 35 people now. Back then when I joined, it was five of us. And NitroPack is the most exciting product that I've ever had a chance to work on. And it's really interesting because we get to see how we help real people solve a very hard problem, and that is site speed. I'm gonna put a put a pause here because I can rant about this all day long, and I don't know if if you want to go into detail on something else. Yeah, no, I would like to touch because I'm a geek of digital optimization, especially search engine optimization. So, can you explain how Nitro works and um, what is the product? Because I think it's that's the idea as well what you're building. But I'm particularly interested to hear about that. Nitro Pack is a software as a service that lives in the so-called cloud and it takes the copy of your pages, optimizes them and serves them to your end users. And how this works is we optimize the code itself. So we don't work on the original code, we make a copy so that we make sure everything is sort of really safe for you and we take the heavy loads from your origin server to our cloud. So all the heavy lifting is being done on our end. We take a look at the web page, and we have a very good way of automatically telling, you know what, take a look at what's above the fold, for example. This is very likely to be more important for the user than something that is buried down in the footer. So we're able to prioritize what needs to be rendered first above the fold optimization with JavaScript, CSS, uh, on the HTML, and really working with images, compressing them and serving them over a CDN, and also making sure that you get images that are properly suited for the device that your end user is consuming them on, be it on mobile, tablet, or desktop. So we differentiate between all those different thing, things. We strip away data that is not needed. We sometimes defer different elements that you wouldn't need when a user is initially loading the web page and we say you know what this doesn't need to come in say the first milliseconds we can push that down a little bit because that makes sense so the goal here is to optimize for user experience i as a user like fast pages i don't want i don't like having to wait especially on on, on my on my mobile phone when I want to, for example, buy something, I just want to click it and get, get it over with. I don't want to have to wait. So very, very often we're able to help websites achieve fantastic performance out of the box. And so Nightback is this whole platform that does an array of optimizations. It uses a CDN. CDN is short for Content Delivery Network. That is, in essence, machines, servers um, spread globally that allow your end users to get what they need from your web page a lot quicker. So for example, you don't have to wait for an image to be transferred all the way, say from the States to Bulgaria, but you can have a copy of that image locally or very close to, to your end user. So there is a shorter round trip and this results in a great efficiency in terms of how people, uh, how quickly people can consume that. So. This is it very briefly. I mean, there's a ton of, tons of optimization features going on uh, be, behind the scenes. 
and um, quite a few user facing features, which we think are very important. For example, we have a very good way of making sure that when you push out new content, for example, you put out a new blog post and you wanna make sure this is optimized as well. So we have an automated way of telling, hey, you know what? Um, the team here published a new blog post and this is connected to five other pages. So we're automatically going to go create optimizations for that and start serving them. So you can think of NitroPack as a piece of software that works for your website 24 seven and it acts as a, as a layer between the end user and your origin server, making sure that pages are optimized, that they are served through a CDN. This can be especially good, for example, in high traffic situations where we have customers that pay thousands of dollars for uh, ad campaigns and they, they wanna get traffic to their website, but if there's a given page that they're routing traffic to isn't optimized, well, this is known to potentially create a lot of issues. You, we have had um, clients telling us how when their pages weren't optimized or, or well sort of um, prepared for, for an increase in traffic, that their websites just went down because the servers couldn't, couldn't manage it. Good management. And here comes NitroPack. NitroPack is something that's automated, that works out of the box for a vast majority of websites, and that gives you presets. So we don't expect you to be proficient in technology to configure that. We offer you different presets that you can use to try it out and immediately start seeing results. It's very interesting. So, so can you, so let's say if a company, and I want to touch a bit of this because of course I'm a SEO geek, um, so I'll, let's say most of the, the internet, and like I mentioned before, there's a, we are, we're talking about there's around, well, 1 billion plus websites, and it's increasingly more difficult to index the website. So what you're trying to do is, is well, what you guys are doing, not trying. It's quite impressive. And um, you mentioned as well that you have as well 50,000 websites. So I want to touch this and then go a bit more of the details of this, this works. So can you tell us about the, so the, the 50,000, actually in your website, you have 72,000 websites that are using this. So can you tell us just a bit of a, an overview, how it works and, and um, especially how your business right now is working and growing because you were recently uh, named and Forbes uh, 30 uh, under 30. And I'm interested as well to understand how you want to scale as well the company, because of course, this is an area that is going to become more and more important. Uh, um, but with 1 billion plus websites, this is an area that is very underestimated as well. So I would like to hear a bit how, how you are yeah. telling this. Yes, certainly. Well, to put things in, in, in perspective, the end of last year, so say early December last year, we had around 20,000 active websites using NitroPack. It has been uh, really exciting these last six months. So last time we spoke with your team, it was 50,000 websites. So from 20 to 50, and as of today, it's already more than 70,000. So growth has been phenomenal. I mean, the last few months have, have been really, really exciting. Um, it was a great ride and we hope to keep this momentum going in the, in the future because we know there is a very difficult problem to solve and we think we have a very good solution in, uh, for it. So we've been investing quite a lot into improving the product even more, making it even more scalable, investing in support so that people know they have a, a trusted sort of um, point for help and um, investing in growing the teams. Uh, we're going to be uh, opening up quite a few positions for software engineers and not only 
uh, here in our local offices. So it's really exciting. I mean, we see how there is much value that we can create for many, many websites out there. And I think one of the most interesting challenges is being able to help many websites in a scalable manner, because you can, if you're a professional, if you know what you're doing and you have the technical capability, you could go and try and do optimization on your own. This is something that is a completely viable use case. And it may be a very good use case for very specific websites, but this is not the case for the majority of people out there because what, one of my favorite examples is a very valid customer that sells carpets out of Greece. And the guy is a fantastic salesman. He sells amazing carpets. They cost a couple thousand euros the piece. Really, they are almost like works of art. And, and our customer is uh, really good at that. And this is his job to sell carpet and, and really make out a good business out of it. And he doesn't need to understand the technicalities of website optimization and performance, especially as things change on a very uh, frequent basis. And this is where, where we come. We like to think we have designed a very, very solid solution that is not just a tool, but NitroPath is the place where you go to get solutions for site speed if that is the use case for you. And it seems like um, this is resonating very well with the market. It seems like this is resonating very well with people. And we're going to be doubling down on that. This year, what we're doing is we're building quite a lot of our infrastructure within the company as well. And we are ramping up, trying to pick up the pace and uh, prepare ourselves for a proper scale up. We're at a place where we've been growing really well, more than 20% month over month. And we're super excited to give NitroPack the best conditions and uh, the biggest chance to deliver a fantastic solution to millions of websites out there. It's very interesting because NitroPack was designed from day one to be platform agnostic. What this means is in theory, it works with every website out there. And it's in essence, something called an API. So it's a way that different developers can use to communicate with uh, NitroPack's cloud and optimize websites. We offer first party integrations for um, platforms that are um, large and, and interesting and many people uh, we know use them. Uh, places like WordPress, uh, OpenCart, Magento. If you're using a custom PHP site, you can also use um, a PHP SDK software development kit and use that to integrate with NitroPack but we're gonna be expanding. Uh, there's many more interesting platforms out there that we want to help people get that effortless site optimization experience. So definitely scaling up is on our radar and expanding that is something we're super excited about. No, really impressive. So, so um, as someone that is an SEO geek, I wanna go a bit technical, probably for people listening to us, there will be some, some challenges but i think you can actually learn so so from a let's say if you look at industry standards like moz.com and uh, other big players um and uh, what you guys are trying to do is is optimizing uh, the performance of learning pages and the uh, and the speed for being indexed by google so how do you look at uh, some of the competition and what you're trying to you said they want to scale are you trying to 
position yourself. So because optimization stack is definitely in terms of image compression, um, lazy loading, which is a big problem in CSS and a lot of things and, and delays a lot of websites for multiple reasons. Uh, uh, reasons. But uh, a bit of how do you see this scale up as well? And as well for, let's say for agencies or for media, even groups like mine that have like five, 10 or more websites, um, how do you see this going forward? Because I'm interested to see from the perspective of the technical optimization, but as well to scale, because a lot of the problems with with SEO is that SEO is just one part and what you guys are doing is one part within SEO. And sometimes if I look at, uh, let's say any business that, uh, for instance, there's 400, uh, around 400 to 450 million SMEs and micro SMEs in the world. Most of the data displays that there's probably only around I would say uh, 10% to 20% that have a website, but still there's over 1 billion plus websites. So there's a huge competition as well. Each time you put a website and you have to compete. So I would like to understand how do you scale within the context of the SEO and technical SEO industry. And of course, we mentioned the WordPress ecosystem, which is around 40 to 40% of the internet. A bit of that context, I would like to hear from an industry expert, uh, um, how do you see the, the ecosystem and as well your performance within the ecosystem? Awesome. That's a that's a very interesting topic. I would start off by giving you the, the context that um, Nitro Pack from day one is around because it makes fantastic business sense to optimize your site's performance. I mean, it's a business decision first and foremost. It also plays a role in SEO, but we would say that the reason why you should focus on doing speed optimization is to improve your user's experience. There have been many, many studies that uh, really show the correlation between improved user experience and improved conversion rates. So from the get-go, we think this is the first and very important reason why you wanna go forward with optimizing for performance because the more crowded the markets become, you just mentioned how many more websites are coming out each year and, and globally, you need differentiating factors. And one of the things that we at NitroPack believe you wouldn't be able to um, get by without mastering is a great user experience because you're always going to get competition no matter what you're doing and competition is going to become more and more fierce. And if you don't have good user experience, chances are you're gonna you're gonna get left behind. You're gonna um, be really disadvantaged. So this is first and foremost why we think site performance is very important. User experience is the foundation for brand loyalty. So it makes absolute sense to invest in that. I think right now and even more in the future we already see trends in the direction of the larger industry pushing towards speed. We see that with Google as well, with initiatives like the Core Web Vitals, um, changes going on that add site performance measured through those Core Web Vitals as one of the indicators that would be taken into consideration when ranking given websites. So are you going to have a top ranking website that doesn't meet otherwise 
content quality criteria? Well, probably not. But we think that when you have content first, when you have the reason why people are coming to your website really, really well sort of under control, you most likely have invested a lot in that. And then it only makes sense that you make that quick because otherwise you're just undermining your efforts. And then in terms of search engine optimization, um, again, we, we like to think that um, it is definitely a reason why you would look into um, performance optimization for your website, but that's not the whole story. I mean, it's just, um, it's an added bonus for sure. So in terms of um, moving forward, I'm willing to bet that companies and the whole industry will be going towards speed. Um, there's so many more people coming online from emerging markets as well. And not all geographies have access to fast internet connections or high-end devices. So it's something that's definitely worthwhile thinking about how do you serve markets where people deserve to get access to the same types of services and goods and websites, but their infrastructure may be a little bit behind. And it's a very good technical challenge and a business challenge as well, because these are perfectly serviceable markets. And website optimization is definitely something that can help you in that direction. Yeah, I think this is probably the most important thing for any company. But the challenge is looking at all these levels of technicality and taking this in business. Because one thing is like agencies or companies that have strong digital sophistication, but we are still in the early stage of the internet, even if it's already close to 20 years. So, so I, I wanted just uh, from your business scalability and just a bit of uh, how you tend, what are the new solutions that you are trying to do? How do you want to scale international and push these things forward? Yeah. So one of the most exciting things that we're doing right now and we're going to be pushing out very soon is within Pack, we want to give you the opportunity to measure your real world performance data. What we mean by this is Pack has the ability to look at how your end users are experiencing your website. This is data that um, we use some Google official libraries and also um, in-house measurements. And we wanna put front and center how your users are experiencing your website because this is data that's otherwise really, really, really hard to, to find and come by. And based on that, uh, we're super excited to be working on several directions. One of them is speed performance optimization can be vastly different for different use cases. For example, a publisher has a completely separate use case and needs uh, in terms of site performance optimization than an e-commerce operator. Those are two different businesses, different worlds, and we're gonna be pushing out many features in that direction. We will be targeting your specific business case and really being there to help you with succeeding in your industry with something specific that is for uh, what you're doing right now. Um, and we think that's gonna be super exciting because one example would be um, for example, for hosting companies where NitroPack 
can deeply integrate with the way that you're dealing with um, your end customers. An example would be a partner company that we did a deep integration with. What this allows them to do is have Nitro Pack as an add-on where all it takes is for end users to click a button and they get to benefit from the performance boost of Nitro Pack because everything gets taken care of programmatically. And our hosting partners can benefit from having that extra service within the range of their offering to really give them a competitive edge. And it's also an add-on and uh, it's very easy to use. So this would be just one, one example of, we are trying to be really close to our customers, get to know their actual problems very well and give them solutions for that. So what we think moves things forward is, are you providing value? It's as simple as, simple as that. And the value is measured differently for different segments. And once you have a pretty good idea of a use case that is um, large, many people have it, and it spans across geographies. Well, my friend, you have a good vector for scaling there. Fantastic and uh, and really impressive. So so um, I want to thank you for the time. I, I think well, I don't know if you want to just give a bit of last uh, information how people can engage with you and um, and uh, know more about the company. Of course, we put all the links to the website and different things. And I might be interested as well to know more on the personal level because on the business side, I think optimization is a critical element for everyone listening to us, especially if you are creating websites from a blog to anything, this is key and you cannot do these things without getting the things right. So that's very good stuff. So if you could just give me a bit of an overview and see how we can eventually leverage this and see how we can take it forward. Definitely. Um, the, the very, very easy first step is nitropack.com. On, your, on our website, there is a field where you can just paste your website, click a button, and we're going to run a test for you and show you what we think we can do for you in terms of optimizations. And that takes just a couple of clicks. Um, so yeah, come to nitropy.com. There's plenty of information there. Reach out to us. We really like hearing from users and, and, and prospective users and there's so much that's going to happen uh, in, in the realms of speed optimizations. It's super exciting. And yeah, we're going to be expanding the teams. So we'll be opening up um, at least 15 positions here. So we're going to be looking for software engineers, people in product uh, and, and support. So yeah, we are all, uh, also opening up for uh, recruiting fantastic colleagues on board. And really looking forward to hopefully scaling this properly. No, no, I think definitely you will. Uh, so congratulations for the excellent work. And um, and uh, I think I'll, I'm going to be testing myself the product. I've been already doing my first allow, uh, uh, overview, but definitely it's, it's a very interesting project. And I think uh, definitely uh, I am sure that it's going to be a huge success. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time. Thank Cheers. you for your kind words. It was a pleasure.